Uh, I got two movies. Sundown, and then I watched The Hand of God. Oh, I should have watched that. I watched Kimmy, so are you going to catch up with Kimmy, or should I just... I forget what Kimmy is. I probably committed to watching it. What is it again? It's a Soderbergh with Zoe Kravitz as kind of a... a, It's a... I'll put it this way. It's a much more interesting riff on Rear Window than the woman in the... Whatever that was. (laughs) Well, why don't you talk about Kimmy, and I can talk about The Hand of God if you want. All right. Um, I think Kimmy is probably worth visiting, so I'll I won't get too deep in because I think it's it's also yeah, a nice a short summary. It's a brief little uh, thriller. It's on HBO Max. It is directed by Steven Soderbergh, who I, I I guess I'm coming to grips with the fact that he has not retired since he has made <laughs> several films since that announcement. Um, and it's uh it is a riff on a rear window type of a thriller it also incorporates aspects of lockdown and quarantine it it mentions covid but it's not a covid movie really it just kind of has the uh kind of has the impact of covid written all over it um kimmy is not uh the main character kimmy is actually a siri or alexa style device um voice activated home device and the main character of the film portrayed by Zoe Kravitz, whose character name is Angela Childs, her job is uh, one of these things that you, you really maybe haven't thought about. But when it's presented to you, you're like, oh, yeah, I guess somebody has to do that kind of stuff. Her job is to go through the logs of the Kimmy records. And anytime there was a misunderstanding or someone yelled back or there or something went wrong, it's recorded and manually reviewed by so, uh, a technician like Angela. And she uh, tries to update the algorithm of Kimmy so that it uh, adjusts to, you know, colloquialisms or, or uh, regional dialects or misunderstandings. And, uh, she is an agoraphobic young woman who has been inside during quarantine. She has pre-existing issues with anxiety and agoraphobia and things like that. And so one day when she hears something very alarming in a recording, uh, a Kimmy recording, it leads her into uh, a web of intrigue. And I think that's probably enough to say. It also features, uh, let's see, who else? Alex Dobrenko, uh, Andy Daly, the great comedian Andy Daly in a very small part, David Wayne from The State in another, uh, Soderbergh loves throwing comedians into character roles in his movies. Derek Delgadio, remember him from, uh, what was that called? The big magic special that everybody loved in 2019. Yeah, he was great. He has a surprisingly uh, interesting, small but interesting role in this film. And uh, yeah, that's it. I'll say that it's worth watching. It's uh, if I'm going to review it, what I like about it is that it's refreshingly simple. It's Soderbergh when he's just doing like pure filmmaking. Uh, It gets a little silly, but uh, I prefer that to being bloated and convoluted and self-important like the other rear window pastiche that we got. And um, so recommended. That premise sounds great. I... Yeah, I have I have no follow up on why that sounds great yeah. to me. I, I was going to go off in a whole direction, but I won't. I'll just watch it. 
89 minutes. Can't go wrong. Oh, I mean, that sounds so much better than all the stuff that I've been like forcing down my throat to watch. Sure. Last night, I turned on the French Dispatch. I couldn't make it through like four minutes. Uh, was that your second attempt or you didn't even try no, it? No, I never tried. I just suddenly saw, you know, here yeah. it is. It's finally available. All these, you know, like Homer and Bart going to see the Itchy and Scratchy movie. Right. It was me going to see the French Dispatch. <laughs> uh-huh. And I just, I just didn't like it or get, like, I get it. It's, mm-hmm. it's that guy. It's his thing. Yeah. There was nothing charming or I didn't even understand what it was about. Some of the more interesting stuff I think is in the last third, but I, that's it, not the place to put the interesting stuff. Absolutely. And I don't, I can't say that it's worth the journey. I mean, I feel bad because I really like Wes Anderson and everyone's talking about this kind of being his, uh, you know, the, the pinnacle of his achievement. And I just really? thought it was thought it was up its own uh you know filmic derriere i thought it was uh kind of full of itself yeah i don't think that it was for the audience i don't think it was mm-hmm. really meant to entertain anybody he he takes like very interesting actors and does very silly and crazy yeah. things with them and that's probably the the most that his movies have going for them but but i thought other of his films were great i think uh budapest hotel is great yeah um I love him. I just thought this one was too much. I dare say I've sat through most, if not all, of his filmography. I, I go yeah. to a Wes Anderson movie. I guess I also felt like maybe this was me being a little bit of a Philistine and like not getting the framing concept of this one. Because why is a? I know that he is taking actual journalists that he's read in the New Yorker and things his whole life and kind of using them as the model. But what is the Kansas thing and the French? Like, why are they publishing stories of interest from Europe? I don't understand the publication at the heart of the film. I just didn't get what was going on. I didn't get anything. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. So I turned it off. You know, in my old age, I just decided I could leave this on for the next, you know, two hours or I could just turn it off right now. Sure. That's what I decided to do. I, we are very much, I think, in the minority on that one, but uh, yeah. we agree. I, I didn't. I sat through it because I was in the theater. I didn't walk out. But imagine we agree. It. Crazy. Uh, tell me about Hand of God, because I do want to see okay. it. Okay, looks good. So I had just seen some, you know, Twitter hubbub about it, and I thought it was just one of these random, you know, Netflix has made yet another movie, so we watch it this weekend. I was unaware that this is one of the Oscar nominees. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had no clue who, who this is by uh, Paolo Sorrentino, right? Yeah. And so I had no idea about any of that as I began watching this movie. And it was totally homework. And it mm-hmm. was be- I started it. Here's what happened. I got home and I put the leftovers of taco stuffs that I'd put all into one bowl <laughs> into the microwave. Oh, my. And I hit play on hand of god i saw oh, two out two hours plus i gotta get going on this mm-hmm. and then i saw oh it's not even in english i can't do this tonight <laughs> right, and so sure. i turned it off in a rage and i finished up my taco stuff and i brought it out and i was like oh french dispatch that'll be a nice easy watch oh, boy and i hated it so much that i decided you know what hand of god i'd rather sit here and read than than watch the french dispatch wow. and it was a good choice um so in the 1980s, young Fabietto, played by uh, Filippo Scotti, lives in Naples with his mom and his dad. And he's kind of needs to figure out what the next thing is for him in life. 
He likes watching the local soccer team. He might go to college. He would like to um, lose his virginity and have all of these coming of age things happen. And the first half of the movie is up to me, uproariously hilarious. Like mm. I didn't expect for this movie to be so funny, but it's like one of the funniest movies I've seen in a long time. Um, part of that is because I'm a piece of garbage as a person. And it's about this fa- this extended family that is just incredibly verbally and physically and emotionally abusive to one another, just to such high levels mm-hmm. of bonkers that it's hilarious. Um, and then there is a tragedy midway that he, um, Fabietto needs to decide what he's going to do with it and if he's going to get stuck in the grief or if he's going to move forward. Um, the second half meanders, you know, just takes forever and there's so many threads, um, but still always interesting. The film looks like a million dollars and you can't rely on the narrators entirely throughout, which is a little bit frustrating because you're watching things you later kind of find out aren't real or maybe they were or maybe just to one person or is this person insane or a um, lot, lot, of, lot of stuff going on in hand of god but i I was just so delighted to have watched it it was one that i did not really relish having to sit down in front of and probably the only movie that i like legitimately laughed at all year wow well i've thought that it looks great and i've it's i've simply been it's just a matter of time setting apart you know time when not just to watch a movie but to be able to read a movie and so that's what's delayed it but i'm glad to hear that you enjoyed it and i'm definitely going to check it out yeah there will be there will be delight in it i promise excellent uh it's an italian right yeah what a, what a great language to listen to for two hours plus yeah i thought that it looked like just on the surface just in the you know the trailer i thought it looked a lot like call me by your name just had that oh, kind yeah. of uh shot in sunny italy feeling to it kind of does and the guy kind of has the chalamet sort of vibe to him yeah, I suppose it's one of those delightful things where you're watching. Maybe there's stereotypes, but it's like um, young, old timey Europeans being just free and vibrant out mm-hmm. in these. You know, I'm, I'm sure for them it's all very pedestrian, but for us, right. it like just looks so exotic and mm-hmm. like they're they're living this amazing uh, Euro life. Yeah, that I kind of am jealous of. Yes, lovely. Um. Okay, um, well then, that leaves Sundown. Dan and I saw this trailer months ago in the, in the theater. Maybe even not that long ago. Maybe it was with Parallel Mothers or something like that because it would have been with an appropriate film. And I just thought this looked... The trailer you know, doesn't give you anything. This movie doesn't give you much for a while. Um, but I, I thought it looked intriguing enough and I come to find out it is from the same writer, director, producer as New Order, which we saw last year, two years ago now. I don't know how long ago that I was. I feel like it was more recent than that, wasn't Michelle it? Michelle like, Franco. must have been in mid last summer last year. year. Huh? Yeah. yeah. And so uh, he, that director, Michelle Franco, he certainly has a, um, a vibe. And uh, this movie is a co-production, a Mexican, French, Swedish co-production. Starring Tim Roth uh, and Charlotte Gainsbourg. Now, here's um, here's the thing, Dan. I don't know 
if the movie is just nebulous and I read into it or if it's an intentional mislead. Do you think there's an intentional misdirect? I think there is. At the beginning of this film. Because I'm reading I... the Wikipedia summary and it just says flat out in the first sentence of the plot who he is. But the movie oh. doesn't say that. The movie doesn't tell you that. Yeah, I so I went with it and I felt like going in knowing less mm-hmm. is, an, is an asset for the yes, film. Yes, for sure, yeah. And because that is the intrigue. If you right. knew from the beginning and again how i'm a garbage person <laughs> i mean we haven't even really talked about the plot yet right but uh, were you going to talk about the i'll plot? briefly set All it right, up why don't yeah. you talk about the plot so um and i and i feel like I don't know who listens to our podcast. I would say if you are at all intrigued by a kind of weirdly arty, strange uh, film, I I don't even know how to describe it. Don't Don't, don't listen to the, don't listen to this and just watch it because the, any pleasures that it has are in the discovery of what is going on and, and not even in plot, just in character and Mm -hmm. whatever. So uh, don't listen we're presented with what looks like a family on vacation in Acapulco. Mm-hmm. And we assume now there's some weird language used like, thanks for meeting us or thanks for joining us. So we're going to think, well, maybe, maybe this isn't a estranged couple. Maybe it's a divorced couple. Who yeah. Is, uh, sometimes I feel that... like the relationship wasn't clearly supplied. Right. But it, it, it's enough. It makes enough sense that, especially since there's a kind of a white Lotus vibe in the yeah, early sure uh, passages of this movie. And he feels like a rich family on vacation. Mm-hmm. And it, it wouldn't be weird in that world for a divorced couple to be. I don't know why that seems like it reads to me that they would be on vacation together. Uh, there are two teenage or young, young adult uh, children and a man and a woman. And you think that this is a nuclear family on vacation. A phone call puts the mother figure character played by uh, Charlotte Gainsbourg into tears. Uh, Her mother is sick in the first call, I think. And then a second phone call arrives. She has passed away and plans are made to abandon vacation and get home. The family rushes to the airport, at which point Tim Roth is Neil, the presumed dad of this family, announces that he does not have his passport. He needs to go back to the resort and get his passport and he will join them on the next flight. Everybody's baffled by this, but okay. I, you know, everything's chaos. Charlotte Gainsbourg as Alice is, is distraught. Can't believe what's happening. Family goes, we stay with Neil who does not go back to the resort, who gets a cab and goes to a cheap hotel by the beach, gets a room. And just sits in a folding chair and drinks a beer. <laughs> and this is the first, well, it's most of the film. It's just him yeah. hanging out. She calls him heightened, you know, chaos. What are you, what's happening? Are you going to the consulate? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll take care of it. I'll be there. <laughs> and uh, eventually he starts a relationship with a local <laughs> and it's just watching all of this unfold when you still think that this man has abandoned his nuclear family (laughs) it's unbelievable and uh to the point where alice gains uh, sorry charlotte as alice alice gainsburg who's that uh alice shows up on the beach starts yelling at him when this other woman is yards away uh soon after that is a scene with a lawyer in which things come in clearer focus. Now here's where the spoilers come. It's not even spoiler. Like, Oh, it's just like, Oh, okay. <laughs> they are siblings. Their mother has died. He is kind of a, 
I don't know, an heir to they're they're both heirs to a meatpacking a billion dollar meatpacking concern in England. He's kind of a, a wandering fail son. Uh, and it feels like he probably just does this city to city around the world and uh, is just not interested in dealing with family drama. There's all, it, it spirals from there. I'm not going to describe every in and out of the plot. There are uh, attempted kidnappings that may or that we don't quite know who and who planned them or, or, you know, called for them. There's uh, there's stuff that happens. There's sudden bursts of violence. There's uh, medical drama. There's all kinds of stuff. This is it, it, it's really a character study. I think it's really kind of a uh, I don't know. The, the late stage capitalism is a dumb phrase, but it's kind of like a uh, you know fallout of wealth and and ge- generations of of old money. And, and what it does to people. I don't know. I thought this was a wild ride. I was far more enjoyable than new order. Although it was, it wasn't quite so on the nose with a message as new order, which I guess I also appreciated. What'd you think of the movie? Dan? Yeah. I feel like Franco like isn't really in favor of whatever direction Mexico's headed in. Mm-hmm. I think a little critical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These two films. However, well, new order was very much about Mexico here. It is only the setting. And it right. does, and some of that violence and unrest does play a role in the action. It isn't what we have in central focus. So, because again, I'm a bad person, <laughs> I was watching this, and that looks like you know a pretty nice vacation they're having. And I didn't know if they were a couple or not. I I thought just from my own vibe between them that they were not. Mm. I didn't know the relationship, but whatever. Um. But then when the call comes, the first call at the resort, I mean, they're having an idyllic time. Mm-hmm. And you get this call that mother is taking a turn for the worse, you know, in London or wherever mm-hmm. she lives. Mm-hmm. They're in Acapulco, like that the mom in the vacation just flies off the handle, is panicked and crying. And we've got to get to the airport, pack now. You know, it's just like this mm-hmm. frantic um response and i'm kind of thinking like we're on vacation though like (laughs) yeah yeah, you know (laughs) like like we're not going to get home today even if every Mm -hmm. flight is available to us and everything goes smoothly like we're not going to be able to rush to her side you know (laughs) and then they're in the car like they've just packed up they've left the resort they're not even to the airport and the second call comes in that the mother has died to me that's when we have a reality check and we can all exhale mm-hmm. and be like, oh, you know what? Let's turn around. Let's go back to the resort. <laughs> you know, let's, you know, at least make a plan about how we're going to get home. You know, we can make arrangements by right. the phone. Like there's nothing we can do. We haven't missed anything. You right. know, it's no possibility. <laughs> we could have said goodbye or whatever. Um, they're, it turns out they're extravagantly wealthy. Like it's not that affairs can't be managed on the other end. Right. Mm. So I was very much on the team of the guy. So team Neil from the start. Team Neil. And <laughs> it was clear he was not happy about what was happening, but he knew he had no power in the situation. And then at the airport, when the attendants started talking about, I need your passports, I'm like, oh, one of them doesn't have their passport, clearly. Mm-hmm. And when he doesn't say, says he doesn't have his passport, I was like, oh, he has it. <laughs> was mm-hmm. like my yeah. first thought. It's like, he just wants to be away from this madness. I don't know why. Right. But, you know, he wants to finish his vacation or some other, you know, terrible thing. Um, 
but then he, he went in that other direction of just kind of wandering the <laughs> earth like Cain, you know, and yeah. having no real direction and everything he did kind of like made me laugh. And then when things turned very serious because of the social situation, you know, they're like you talked about the bursts of violence. How he just kind of like observes them unbothered, yeah. <laughs> you know, in close proximity. Yeah. Um, and you wonder what is up with him. At first, I wondered if maybe he really was trying to deal with the consulate and just wasn't in a hurry, but it became clear obviously he's not. And yep. then like even to his sister coming to travel to like find out what's happening and he like doesn't acknowledge her, but then later decides to go talk to her and say, like, hmm, go to dinner. <laughs> yeah, <I'm good>. yeah. <laughs> like it's the Larry David of, you know, it's uh-huh. so funny. And then you, you get new insights as to what's driving this behavior. And he's offered this and to me, I mean, it's, I guess it's not really enormous, but I feel like to live a little vacation life simply oh, sure. yeah. in Mexico, that's, that seems like a generous monthly allowance. Yes. Sign right? me up. Right. I feel like that does not seem like a bad way to, to live out your days, but then to we understand. Yeah. To sundown, yeah. which we understand. And I mean, is that to be a metaphor of the rich white man hmm. of just kind of kicking sand around and being silly until their inevitable demise yeah. you know i yeah i don't know if it is or not but yeah I, I this think movie really there. entertained yeah. me yeah it's good it's it throws in new things along the way it never has like a like he starts to have visions of pigs mm-hmm. and it's like well i don't think he's necessarily haunted by the the, the moral you know issues of of meat packing or whatever maybe he is but i just feel like it was probably just that's his family's legacy. So that's the, mm-hmm. that's the resonation, the, the resonance for him. But I, yeah, it was, I like that. It's vague. I like that. It gives you enough to chew on without being kind of too on the nose. But um, yeah, I, I like, I, I enjoyed it. Entertaining. New order was so upsetting. Yeah. And it felt like, well, I felt like at least this is going to be about something and, and it means something. And then it, it's kind of, I don't know, it's melodramatic more new order mm-hmm. where I feel like this one is a little more artistic and says what it has to say in a more entertaining and artful way. I liked it. Yeah, it was, it was good. Um, my ticket this week, Dan, I regret to inform you is for the three hour Batman movie. Mm, I, I might see that. I'm kind of intrigued. Uh, I know that I, you know, you want to be part of the conversation or whatever, but I, I also genuinely interested to see what's going on. I'm never excited about a three hour runtime. No, uh, a few movies earn that, but um, I don't know. Yeah, it's good. I, I do like this director, Matt Reeves and what he's done uh, to this point. Did you see any of those planet of the apes reboot movies? No. The recent ones way better than they have any right to be. Um, that's different from Kong, right? Yes, that's different. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I did for some reason see Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, yeah. I think we talked about that one. Yeah. On the I liked the whole Batman franchise. It was part of my teen awakening was watching Adam West. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I like that it's part of it is so dumb and yeah. over the top, like in the villainy. And I know they try to kind of like darken that up for the for the films lately. Yeah. But I, I I'll watch a a Batman universe. Yeah. Movie. 
I mean, I, which I guess I just have to come to grips with the fact that there will always be a, a Spider-Man and or a Batman at all times forever mm-hmm. now. So uh, at least make them interesting. Yeah, I think um, it'll be good. I, I haven't no. like nothing has looked interesting to me. I didn't want to see Marry Me. Mm-hmm. It looked bad. And oh, I, I never finished thinking... it. I watched half of it. I didn't even oh. hate it. I just never I had to stop and I I meant to go back. And I probably I will. It's it. The nicest thing I can say about it is that it feels like a callback. It feels like a, you know, it's from a more innocent time when there were lots of dumb movies like that. Yeah, my theater is just real bad um, when it comes to um, Mm -hmm. what they're offering this week. My AMC had drive my car for half of a week and then they don't have it anymore. But I think on Wednesday it's on something, Amazon, I think. So did we talk about Death on the Nile? No, I no you you recommended it to me offline off the air, and I probably will catch up with it. But um, well, we'll wait till you, you do. It. All right, yeah. No, I did not really enjoy it. I just oh, okay. enjoyed how yeah. stupid it was. Right. Studio six six six. Are you going to see? Oh, that? I know. Yeah, I know. That's the uh, Foo Fighters made a movie. Oh, it's about the Foo Fighters oh. recording an album in a haunted house. You lost me. <laughs> All right. Um, like, sounds like Spice World. Um, that's the cursed. That's a werewolf movie, but it does look very interesting. Yeah. Do you like when I just like read through things? Yeah, sure. What else? What else is going on? Times. Um, all right. Let me. Thank you for I'm calling just movie change phone. the date. You can change the date in the app to see what they'll have. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, yeah. The, the Batman is really the thing. Yeah. All um, right. Well, I'll probably see that this weekend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm got it locked in for Thursday, so. Oh, Cyrano, remember, you were going to see Cyrano. That's showing that up this out week. Now? Oh, I maybe I need to week. find where that's happening. I like my lazy suburban theater with parking rather than the downtown have to get mm. their location. Sure. 